Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Number 21 in the comedy podcast chart. We were for a second or two. We've gone down. We've slipped down the charts a little bit. Well, no, but we were number one. We have been number one. Oh, we were number one, We were yes. number one after that thing that we did on Breakfast Telly. Yeah, we had a moment in the yeah, sun, didn't we, did. we? But I think, mm-hmm. actually, because I, I think you can, you can look at the top 100 comedy podcasts on the Amazon or the iTunes chart. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think sort of being in the top 30, Oh yeah, no, I was I was really chuffed. I had to sort of check it because we're above Ricky Gervais. We went to we peaked yeah. at number sixteen. I think there was a moment last week where we kind of went up to number sixteen and then we slumped back. Oh, I think yeah. it's one of those. It's like a bit. It's a bit like having a song in the hit parade that goes up and down. You know, something like Billy, don't be a hero. You know, something a bit annoying, maybe, that some people like, some people yeah, hate. Yeah. And it goes up and down the charts. But we need to get back up there, don't we? Yeah, no, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, what are we going to do, though? It's something to do with social media. Oh, God, we can't That's rely on our me. bunch of listeners doing that for us, can oh, we? No, we can't. Or indeed us. I don't know. I mean, I'm mean, not better one end of the hashtag no, they from the other. Well, neither do I. I had to explain hashtags <laughs> to Judith this morning, everybody. It was a dull 10 minutes, I tell you. <gasps> I think I've got it. I think I've got I'd, it. I, I think they're out of fashion now. Oh, stop it. Just when I start Just to get when, the hang yeah, of it. That's when I know they're out of fashion. When you start doing it, oh. that's when I'm going to stop that's, right there. That's spiteful. Yeah, I know. You've moved on to Instagram, haven't you? Just because I've just got the hang of Twitter. Nobody's following me on Instagram. I'm not very good on it. I think I'm better with words. Um, listen, I did a tweet last week that kind of yeah. went viral. Do you know why it went viral? Because Jennifer Saunders retweeted it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, how, many comments follow- saying, how many followers, followers she's got? Oh, she's got 675,000 or even more. Not that we're counting. It's rude to count, as my mother but would we say. Yes. But we always do. Yeah. And um, anyway, it, I'd written this article in, yes. in The Independent. Oh, yes. Uh, and it was about the prom, the school prom. Oh, yeah. And I said how I didn't agree with it. Quite right. I was anti-prom. And I don't even like it at the Royal Festival Hall. I don't like people in... Uh, Union Jack waistcoats. What you're looking, you know, you can't meet my eye. You can't meet my no, eye. No, I like that. I don't like all the all the fancy bits, you know, leading up to the last night when you don't really know. They're not famous bits. Oh no, I quite like the last night of the proms. I go with it. You know, I suspend my cynicism. Yeah, I do, and I but go you wouldn't with the let flow. Mike wear a Union Jack waistcoat. Well, no, but you? I don't wave a Union Jack at home or anything like that. But, but I quite like to go. I would like to go. 
Oh, I would like to do go. Do you hear that, people? There's, if there's anybody listening yes, that can get her a ticket. Send me a ticket. Yeah, she'd really... Please. God's sake, don't it for me. Really, <laughs> just don't. It would be the worst thing in my life. Um, anyway, this was the What I proms. hate about it at the prom oh. is when they, they play a hornpipe song and oh, everyone yes. gets up and down at the same time. Oh, God, that makes me want to run amok with the machete. Why? I didn't know what to say to that. I know. I have I just some don't know what very to say. dark thoughts. You do. Really you do. You really do, don't yeah, you? Anyway, enjoy yourself. It's not How they like. It's not it's not it's not it's my problem, not yours. But I was anti the prom where people start spending hundreds of pounds on dresses for sixteen year olds. Oh, when they're leaving her, leaving school. We see a lot of them aren't even leaving school, are they? It's sixteen what? and then some of them stay on and have another one at what? eighteen. You're joking. Double proming. They do double proms. Some do. And then, well, some are doing quadruple or even quintuple because some do a prom, a nursery school prom. This is... Oh, you're, you can't be serious. Th- there are incidents of nursery school proming or slash graduation ceremony. Like they're leaving nursery to go to... You're looking Proper as if that'd be school. quite cute. <laughs> oh, God, Judith. Uh, and then they're having proms when they leave their primary school and then they're having a prom at six... And the 16-year-old prom is where... It's got completely out of hand, completely yeah. out of hand. And this is where girls, have, uh, as they're approaching their prom, are giving their parents lists, prom lists, which include hair, nails, teeth whitening. So it's like a kind of wedding. Oh, that's what I said. It's like treating girls like mini brides. Oh, my goodness. And in villages around the country, you know, yeah. there are places that are offering prom packages. Oh, you know, no. You get your hair done here and they, they've got sort of X amounts of dresses here and then there's, you know, somewhere you can hire a Ferrari and people are getting going so bonkers they're phoning up helicopter companies <gasps> saying how much to land my kid on the netball court. Oh. Anyway, I had a bit of a rant about I this. I think you deserved it. Well, I Jennifer think we're all Saunders with you. just agreed with me. I bet she did. And then I got the phone call from the Phil and Holly show. Oh, did you really? Oh, yes. <gasps> I didn't know any of this. Well, I didn't tell you, Judith. No, you didn't, did I you? T- Were you on? Were you I on? I was on, yes. I phoned my mother to tell her, but then you I phoned her again. Me. No, no, I, I, I didn't, Judith. I didn't okay. tell you because okay. I thought you okay. had, okay. you know, because you, you've been having a lot of art tutorials. <laughs> and I thought I'll leave <laughs> yes, you. I'm very busy. Very busy with my paintbrushes. <laughs> so, anyway, I phoned my mother. I said, I'm going to see to do this morning with Phil and Holly. And she said, oh, I might watch that then. And I phoned her at um, at lunchtime. I said, did you watch it? She said, no, your aunt, Auntie Eileen, came from the Wolfrin Clinic. <laughs> and I got distracted and I forgot. <laughs> the Wolfrin Clinic? Well, that's when she goes to get... The blood thinning. Blood, blood <gasps> thinning. She has to go... She's 93. Yeah. She goes on the bus every Does week she? to the Wolfrin Clinic. And yeah. then she walks back from the Wolfrin Clinic via my mum's house, pops in for a cup of tea, often stays for Just lunch. when you're on the telly? Yeah, and then gets the bus God, home. She's remarkable. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, I have to say, what I'm, this is leading to, they put me on the sofa with a very nice woman. It's one of those things where you just go, oh, they want us to have a scrap. Uh, of course they do. That's why they a, put you together. A lovely woman. And I, as I said, I don't blame the parents. We've all done stupid things in the name of love. Yeah, and very I well put. I admitted when Phoebe was eight, because I was very guilty of not having been home much. In fact, she didn't know really who I was. She once saw Barbara Windsor on the television. I went, Mummy! Because I was going through a beehive phase. Did she? Yes, yes. Uh, And that's when I realised she might be a bit short-sighted as well. (laughs) But, um, so so I took her her to Fashion Cafe. She was eight for her eighth birthday in a limo. So I've done stupid things. 
Uh, what's your stupidest? Oh, yeah, similar thing. I was working away a lot, doing far too much telly, but yeah, but away from home. Yeah. Ellen wanted a fancy um, 14th birthday, I think. And I, yeah, I went completely over the top. I think we had two parties and one with an, you know, one of those ridiculous stretch limos. Yeah. Stretch li- Yeah, I did. I went completely. When I look back, I now. Went a bit Trump. I did. Yeah. I did a bit of Arna. Went a bit of Arna all that. Yeah, I yeah. did. Well, it wasn't so a good look. I wasn't going to fall out with this woman because I, I no. said, I don't think you can't trust parents to make wise decisions on behalf of their children. With blood and, and especially teenagers, nang, 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 exhausted yeah. Yeah. in submission. So it's the school's fault. If the schools are hosting these things, they're complicit in it. Very good point. And it's that very good point. It's up to them to be the bad guy. Of course it this. is. It's not the parents. Yes. We can't take any more yes. flack. I bet you took the wind out of that woman's sails, didn't you, if you said no. that? Oh, no, she because that's what I'd said in the article as well. Oh, okay. She just was happy to come on and say that she spent £1,200 <gasps> um, on the hair, the makeup, nails and a dress. But, you know, and you just sometimes think, well, that is actually their decision, the only people who can say no, really, is the schools. Yes, you're right. Um, and once it becomes the norm in a school, mm. and then all your um, peers peers are doing it, it's very difficult to be the parent who goes, you must oh, be Oh, you're telling joking. me. You yeah. are telling me. Yeah. So oh, oh. I was totally sympathetic towards her. Mm. Um, but uh, 93% of the viewing public agreed with me and seven. Did they? Yes. Yes. Yes but, yes, but even so, I didn't want to get a slagging because there's something, as as I got her, was going home, I just thought this is quite priggish and middle class of me as well. It's that kind of joyless thing that I have quite a lot <laughs> where I don't want anybody to have any fun whatsoever. Well, as evidenced by what you were saying before, yes. Yeah, it sort of crosses the board with everything. Mm, it's no, not just... but I think you're right. I think there is something horribly competitive about that. No, it is. It's hideous. It's utterly hideous. But you're absolutely right to say that it's the school's responsibility to rein that in. It is. Yeah, it is. I yeah. remember making a stand once on party bags. Oh, I did. Oh, and oh, yeah. See, yeah. yeah the first, the first part, you know, birthday party. Yeah. Um, and this is primary. Oh yeah, you. Yeah. I think Sienna must have been. I can't remember. She's probably about four or five. Nobody told me about party bags. I did. You know, I didn't know about the party bag thing. I mean, it's nothing, is it, compared to the prom stuff that's going on? But you know, obviously, the time came for them all to go home. Uh, God, bloody hell! I was relieved, and. Yeah. Um, you know, so, oh, well, where are the party bags? Where are the party? You know, it all went round the house. Where are the party bags? There the are no cry par- went there up. are no party bags. Oh, Judith, and I did, I did, I did that thing of kind of well, you know, you don't need party bags to. Oh, just a, did you not just have a piece slice. of cake in a in a? No, I had napkin. to quickly do it, and then the trouble is, it was chocolate cake. I remember putting it in because I hadn't parsed it all up, yeah. so it was just loosely in in a, in a serviette, and obviously they started eating it. I remember before they got to the front door. <laughs> It was all over the carpet. I bet it was good cake. Though. It was good cake, but, but that you know, you another see, reason for a p- bloody party bag is at least you've got the cake, you know, in captivity. It's not going to be trodden in everywhere. But you see, in our day, I think you did just get cake in a serviette and a balloon, maybe if you were really lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's but there right. wasn't. And then the bag came, thing came in, yeah. and then you know they were all for sale in supermarkets. You get them in kits, don't you? Oh, I know. But then again, because I was a working mother slash guilty, yeah, I had to. I, then of course, you know, you I went had to overboard. Make, I went, did you, you, know, did you make your own party bags? Oh, oh yes, Jesus they'd be Christ, themed. Okay. You know, individual presents for certain girls. No, I did. I and mean, oh, it became a you know a, a job that used to take up most of July. 
the way I did party you, gags. I liked it. See, you love you love a project. I mean, yeah, once I you get your teeth into it, you oh god, oh, you were hand printing so and stenciling bags with the so names true. on bows and sashes. Yeah. Phoebe went to a peculiar primary school and um, some of the kids were really, really rich and some of the kids were really, really poor. It was, it was quite mad. And there was a really rich kid who invited, like, the whole school. And uh, they were all picked up from out, from outside school in coaches, proper big no. kind of 72-seat coaches. You are Taken joking. to Alton, Alton Towers <gasps> or something like that. All free rides, all the whole thing. And then uh, her going... Home present was more expensive than the present she'd given the birthday child. <laughs> she was given a Barbie on a bike. It was, and it came back in a great big. Never. Box. Yeah, I thought she'd won it or something, but no, she said no. That's the going home. Oh bag. my goodness, silly. That's a different league, isn't oh, it? Silly. But did it make her? You know, the girl whose birthday it was. I assume it was, it was a, girl, boy. a boy. It did it make boy. him popular? I mean, yeah. did it? Did well, it make him more popular? Name. <gasps> really? She just went because she wanted something. Oh, don't blame yeah, her. She wanted don't that. blame her. Yeah. Anyway, thank God all that's over. Eh? Oh, I know. When I think about all that, it was exhausting, wasn't it? Really, really tiring. Really exhausting. Um, so the other thing that um, I encountered last week... Oh, yeah. I don't know whether you've ever encountered this, Judy. Um, do you, have you been to the Royal Academy Summer Show yet? I have been to the Royal Academy Summer Show, as it happens. You probably went on the opening day or something, did you? I went you? on a special charity <laughs> night, but it uh, wasn't the I opening so. day. Okay. So tell me your thoughts. Uh, interesting, isn't it? Well, oh my God, it was middle class central. Was it more middle class than the last night of the proms? Oh, vastly more, I you should think. think. Vastly more. Oh, there were these terribly, you know, sort of, you know, going around, I presume, with their, with their sort of red dots, you know, deciding what to purchase. They were so, oh, they were so white and well fed and, I mean, all of them over 60. Probably, I have to say that when I went for the charity night, it was a Marie Curie. It was it was quite well healed. I oh, think it yeah. was one of those ones where there's a silent auction going on. You think, thank fuck, it's a silent auction, so you can pretend. You oh yes, things pretend, you've, pretend done you've done a bit. You've done it. <gasps> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, knowing full well that there isn't a cat's chance in hell that you can afford it. Um, so that, but it was. I have to say, right? Uh, thank you, Marie Curie, for the invitation. Your canapes. Your canapés were some of the best I have ever encountered. And that's quite a big field. Well, they had, and I do love, what are, you know those little quail's eggs? They had little oh, quail's yes. eggs. Little, like, peeled mini... for you, peeled for oh. you. Covered in bits of gold, edible gold. Never. Oh, yes. It was a very smart quail egg. Oh, and did you have a little cocktail stick to pick it up with? No, no, no. It was, just it was, with your fingers? Just with your fingers. And then yeah. they had different salts from Ooh, around the world. So you had a pink salt, which was... No. A rose petal flavour salt. That was a bit odd. Um... <laughs> And then there was the sort of Asian, Indian-y sort of scented salt. Oh, that's very smart. Salts from different very continents. Smart. Yes. Well, I hope, and you, I hope people weren't double dipping. Oh, you know, I, I barely wash my hands. Barely wash my hands from month to month. But did you notice, I mean, the content of the summer show, and not that I've got anything to really compare it with, but um, there were a lot of sort of bits of waste ground and things. But I did see, I saw one... 
gorgeous oil painting, which was basically like a sort of drain cover, but then all the kind of wild bits of flower and maybe flowers around it, and maybe even one of those tubs that have got grit in it. But it was like a little sort of slice of kind of urban life. Yeah, of urban but life. Wildlife it's, creeping into yes, the urban it was, life. It was that I that sort of. Did you find out how much? Oh, I found out. Yeah, that was that, that was exactly what I was doing all the time. Number, cross reference, how much? Oh, it was quite a lot. It was about 87 grand or something. Oh, that's a heck of a lot of money. Well, I thought you were going to say it's a bargain. Oh, no. Gosh, oh, right. no. Okay. Yeah. No, I, yes. um, I liked... There were a couple of little portraits I liked, and there was a... I didn't particularly like it for myself, but I thought it was very clever, and it was an oil painting of a blank piece of paper that had been folded up and then unfolded, and it was just... A blank piece, and it was so beautifully painted. But that was thirty-eight thousand. Wow, pounds. was it? Well, that because that was it because it was a sort of conceptual. Well, it, do you think? I just think that whoever had done it probably had a bit of a reputation, was quite yeah. good, and uh, you know that's what they charge. I didn't go anywhere. Uh, you know, I didn't red dot that. No, did you red dot? Did you red dot anything? Of course not. Don't no, be daft. No, no, there I weren't know. enough pictures of flowers, Judith. I was oh, thinking, I was. Missing that. Well, I was missing in fact, that. I'm going to throw down the gauntlet at this point. Yeah. You and I, were going to go in for it next year. Oh, come off it. Don't be silly, why oh, not? don't be ridiculous. Come on, there's some mad stuff there. No. They're, Judith, they're throwing art up the wall. There's so much stuff. There's so much content. We are going to go in for it. And if we're disappointed, we're disappointed and we'll get over it, OK? OK. Why not? Why but not? I'm still on the baby. I'm still on the baby chairs learning how to do it. Yeah. I've, got, I've still got the poster paint. Me. I mean, I haven't literally, but, you know, metaphorically, I'm I'm still there in reception. But it's open for everybody, and I don't see why... Is it? I, I put this uh, challenge to Jeff as well. God, I'd laugh well, if I, mean, I else, got in. Who else has you put this challenge you, to? You, me and Jeff. That's it. Well, like I stand a chance. I, I, I would laugh and laugh if, say, you or I got in and he didn't. <laughs> Go on, then. Okay. Ridiculous, yeah. but how much does it cost it to enter? Back. I don't know. I think you just have to send a picture in or whatever. Okay, Write yeah. it on the back of your hand. You'll All get right. your Blue Peter badge one day, my dear. <laughs> that uh, would be a super Blue Peter badge, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it? it? <gasps> That'd that be would better. be a real notch on the achievements, yeah. wouldn't it? God, you see, I've, I can see you're fired no, up now. I am. I'm Honestly, abs- you're such a schoolgirl, Judy. I am. I, I totally am, aren't I? Yeah. Competitive. This is your new thing. You know, forget that flower and produce show that you're... Oh, I've left it behind. Oh, so behind. Oh, it's, it's Royal lost. Academy or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, really good. And a, a savoury... Um, oh, we're back to the canapes. Yeah, just yeah, like of course finishing we are. off on my canapé now. Yeah, yeah. A savoury. What are those things that I don't like? Donuts, right? So yes. it's the outside is like a donut. Yeah. Donut texture, but with a savoury inside. Well, like a Scotch eggy thing. Well, no, because Scotch egg is breadcrumbs. It was donut flavoured. Yeah. The the, the old fashioned. But like jam- a savoury donut. Yeah, savoury donut. That's and what was inside was. it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had scallops as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, they had. They sound very smart. Very smart. And they were free. Oh, I went round three times. But I no. bet you did. Okay, have we said who's coming in? No, we haven't. But we meant to do that at the top, Judith. <laughs> well, it was on your list. Well, you wrote the list. <laughs> and you just copied well, it I out forgot. for we me. Got, we, I can't remember where we went. We just got carried away with your 
I don't know what Nonsense. we got carried away. What did we get carried away with? Canapes. Oh, yes, canapes. OK, we've got Arabella Weir coming in. I know. she's going up to Edinburgh with a new show. She is, and I thought it looked really interesting. It was in The Guardian. It was. So it's we're it... going to grill her. And I think she's tremendous, actually, Arabella Weir, isn't she? We used she's... to ask her to do Grumpy all the time, but because she was single parenting, she yeah. could never get away yeah. from her yeah. kids. She did the TV show quite a lot. She's yes, very, very yes. good. We wanted her um, on the live, I know, though. I remember now. It's all coming flooding back, yeah. but she's tremendous. Yeah, so we're looking forward to her. Right, we've had to turn the fan off. Uh, our guest has walked in. We're going to give her 25 minutes max because we will not... We, we can't survive any longer without a fan. Sure. Take a deep breath of the cold air because that's the last you're going to get for 25 minutes. Arabella Weir's come in to talk to us about all sorts of things. Uh, we'll talk to you about how it feels to be a middle-aged woman, mm. how much work you've had done, oh, all yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> and then we will also talk to you about your upcoming Edinburgh show, which is about your mother and has a very good pun title, if you'd like to remind us. Does my mum loom big in this? It's my mum. Do you see what Bloody she's done? Bloody what I've done there. I see what you've done, Do you Arabella. Do you see? Oh, impressive. Did clever. you work on that or did it come to you after three glasses of red wine? No, it actually came to me almost immediately and then I thought, oh, well, I can't call it that because I might as well just go, yes, the sad old bag who's trying to still cash in <laughs> on her famous catchphrase of 20 years ago. And so I thought, no, 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 I can't call it that. And then everyone went, no, nah, that's quite clever. Yeah. It is. It's and clever. And reminds people. Yeah, exactly. So you're allowed. I think you're allowed. Allowed to hop yeah, back when yeah. something's as clever as that. Very Thank good. You. Good, good. We'll give the title of that. That Yay! might be your biggest round of applause that you get to date with this show. How's it? How's the content coming along? Are you written? Are you in rehearsal? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm written and I've done quite a few tryouts and oh, you good. will know better than me that they range from the most depressing oh, and terrifying experience of your life when you know that you've made a terrible mistake oh, and that nobody wants to see you, nobody likes you, to and going, you oh, no, no, I think shell-shocked in a dressing room for yeah, about and you're going, 45 minutes. Oh, and people go, no, 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 it's fine. It was okay. Fine. No, it was yeah, no, I mean, it'll get better. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, no, I mean, I don't think. And you're oh, going, oh, well. um, And then doing some very good ones. I did uh, about um, to about 400 people at Cornbury Festival. Oh, my goodness, that's and, a lot. Yes, and that was a lot in a tent. And then I did think, and I had that thing, I was just telling someone this morning, I, I came on stage and thought, I've got two options now. Burst into tears and go, look, I can't mm -hmm. do this. This was a mistake. <laughs> or just do it. Yeah. And I just did it and it went very well. So I'm But feeling... it must be very hard when, mm. you, when, you're, when you've launched and you're like 15 minutes in and you do have that thought, presumably, which is it's not going well. Because that must be really tough carrying on. Yeah, but as Jenny well knows, you you just can't let that in You've your head. It must be like flying a plane or something. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. go, oh, I see lightning out of my peripheral vision. Uh, I think we're on the I right flight path. I think you can path. have that conversation in your head, but you also have you just the keep you going. just keep going. You've got to. And you can comment on what's happening where you go, oh, I tripped up over that bit. Have I forgotten something? That didn't get much of a laugh. Ooh, no. That normally gets a good laugh. But yeah, you what's also, wrong with these people? I think what happens, especially when you're as experienced as me and Jenny, although Jenny's more experienced, obviously, by a million miles, with solo shows is you go well there is no option I can't literally yeah. walk off stage because yeah. they would be perfectly within yeah. their rights They're for going yes yeah, she was yeah. bad but I want my money back Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think you slightly up your game right you sort of go a bit like a runner making all these analogies you sort of go okay I can keep letting it be a bit 
ratchet, which I think it is. Let's ratchet this or up. Or let's just ratchet yeah. it up. And yeah. they usually respond. Yeah. They and if respond. that doesn't Amazing. work, I always, at the back of my mind, think I can always pretend to faint. Do you? <laughs> you have that up your sleeve. To, to absolutely pass out. I'm good at Very falling. Very good. Okay. And they just go, and then they feel a bit sorry for you. Yeah. And they think, oh, she must have had something wrong with her. And she mm. wasn't being great, was she? No, but, but you see, I'm too Calvinist. I'd be thinking I would know that I hadn't really fainted. (laughs) So I'd just be hearing my mother's voice going, I can't believe you did that just to get out of the show. You're so grubby. You're such a lazy person. Do you your use your mother's voice like that yes. within the show? Because that's a voice, very good voice. That my mother's is voice chilling. is in the show a lot. Okay, do you use any tape stuff or are there any tricks or are you just doing no, it No, I just do yourself? her voice okay. and then I do a kind of, I do, I put my hand, as it were, as if she were clutching her pearls because she was very posh. She's a pearl clutcher. Uh, well, no, that just sort of denotes her if I do a kind of, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. And then, uh, yes, and then I just do my normal voice, but I do my mother a lot. At what age did you realise your mother was difficult? Eight. And was That's there a... when it was clear. Oh, yeah, there was a moment, I talk about this in the show, not in quite this way, but uh, they. I now know that she and my dad had split up, but because it was the 60s, they thought, do you remember that thing of people thinking, if you don't tell a child their dog has died, they just won't notice yeah. the dog's not there anymore? Because yeah. people didn't think of children as having kind of functioning brains no. in that way. This is what you're eating, this is what you'll do, you don't have any agency. Mm. That was how it was. Uh, for most people, irrespective of class. So my dad just suddenly wasn't there. And and what had happened is he'd moved to the Middle East, but nobody said anything. And so I'm alone with mum, and I can see that something's changed, apart from the very obvious thing of dad is just literally not in the house. My brothers have been sent away to boarding school. My sister's a toddler, and I'm eight and a half, nine. And I... Can you swear on this show? Yes, of course you can. And I say to her, what's for supper? And I remember already knowing this wasn't something you could safely ask my mum. And she went, how the fuck should I know? And I remember that moment really well as if it was this morning because I remember thinking, she's in trouble and I'm on my own now. Gosh. Uh, Because she just hadn't got a clue. I mean, that's a story I often tell because it's quite funny that she said it, but Mm. to a... Eight and a half year old, mm. it's pretty terrifying. Mm. And we, when I was about eight, uh, I was quite morbid. I think you can be morbid. Oh, yeah. Morbid? Yeah. I was, yes, I think that's when you, you start to realise that there is life and death. In that. Yeah, I that think. is true. And Did you go to your father's wardrobe and start seeing if his ties were still there or anything like that? No, because my dad was such a remote figure, I don't even remember thinking it was odd that he wasn't there all the time because he only ever used to come home, again, like 60s dads, after work Mm -hmm. and in his case that would be sort of eight o'clock at night so you you often might not see him and he was a hardly much of a hands-on dad so it wasn't like lovely old jolly dad's not here you know reading stories and playing monopoly with you oh god not a chance um so it's two difficult parents really two remote parents uh yeah remote um she was more i mean I, i feel a lot of sympathy now for her because you know um there's so much discussion now about, I mean, never mind anything else, mum's net. You know, you're so allowed to go, I'm not coping. Uh, I mean, I know there's lots of jokes about sort of, oh, I've got three under three and I can't get them all to play group on time. But there's also serious sort of help for women. It's an acknowledged, it's now acknowledged more, not completely, as a tough job. Never mind if you've got a paying job. Uh, and then all the kind of self-worth if you've been a worker and then now you're you're a stay-at-home, all that. I think she was from a class where you wouldn't have dreamt of telling anybody you were in trouble Mm. 
there'd certainly have been no support group. And had you gone to a doctor and go, I have sort of suicidal thoughts, or at mm-hmm. the very least, I don't know what I'm doing from day to day, they'd have just gone, get on with it. Or maybe given you some, there wouldn't have been antidepressants. I mean, when we were in America in the early 60s, Valium. she was given, no, amphetamines. Oh, really? They thought that was the dream answer for depressed housewives. Do everything a bit quicker. Do everything a bit quicker. Well, and you feel jolly quite a lot of the time if you're on blues, do you? <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea what amphetamines are like. But, that must uh, have been I, a long yeah. time. Mm. Um, did um, I was for some reason, I always presumed that your mother had staff. Well, you see, when they were married, because he was a diplomat, they were in foreign countries, and you always get, even when I was born in America, that because he was working there, and they had a budget for a nanny slash cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things were, or obviously, I mean, we all at this table know how much easier life is if you don't have to think about what to feed people mm-hmm. twice a day, never mind three times a day. Um no, but that was the other problem. My mother had had staff as a child. She was from quite a grand family. But when she was in 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 the 1960s in London on her own, there was no budget for her staff. It was just her and her own. And she literally didn't have a clue. With these four children. And did you... Well, feel... two were at boarding school. So she yeah, but only... they still count. They're still... Well, no, they didn't. I mean, that's the point. They're at boarding school from seven years old. They just weren't in the house. Did you feel like uh, there was a pecking order amongst the children? Did you feel like your mother preferred your Well, that's baby another hideous um, childhood story because she, I by about, I mean, you know, all my friends say, but you wouldn't be you if she hadn't been like that. And I said, yes, but it's a bit like saying you wouldn't have been a boxer if you hadn't been sort of, you know, living on the streets mm. of, you know, the favelas uh, having to fight all the time. But yeah, I, my, I think I probably anyway had a combative personality. So by about the time I was 10, 11, I would say, why are you, why do you go on about my eating? Why do you go on at me? And she used to say all the time, what, I mean, right up until she died, she said, you're more annoying than anyone else. No. Yes. She said, you're just more annoying. But it's and more... There was absolutely no question of equal love. You, you earned love. Good and heavens. if you were annoying, you obviously didn't get loved. But this is a personality loved. clash in some respects yeah. between you and your mother. That as well. But, but I don't was... think you say to your child, you're more annoying than anyone else. My well, I, th- there's a toughness that some mothers do have. I think my mother would be not capable of saying that, but she might think it occasionally. She would never come out with it. But I think that um, if she was being brutally honest about me, my sister, my bro- brother, there would be personality traits of all of us that she would secretly harbour, but she wouldn't say them out loud. And also, isn't one of the main rules of being a mother or a parent, never mind a mother, that you love them all equally. Yeah, but love and like are different uh, different things. Well, Your yeah, mother doesn't sound capable of doing yes, quite both. I'm amazed that she actually yeah. vocalised that. That's all the time. Shocking. That is shocking. That must have been... But you reacted to it, as I understand, by, well, obviously rebelling, but also making fun yeah. of it. Is I, that right? I, became, I, I understood that um, my way to be popular within the family and, you know, outside the family was to be funny. I yeah. learned that very quickly. I thought, right, this will make people like me. Really? And so, you know, I didn't go, don't say I'm more annoying than anyone else. I would, yeah. I, I tell yeah, her to I'll take off. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Did I'll you? take that and go right back. Yeah. But the weight thing and the food thing, why was, why was she so obsessed about you and your weight and how much you ate? I've just been going over that bit in the show. Uh, I think it was, I mean, there's no other way to say this. It was a lot to do with class and posh people don't have fat kids. And I think they were both, both my parents... This is one of the few things they were united on. They were so obsessed with class and uh, what other people thought of them that if you've got a little round daughter and she's not the classic 
lovely pigtails in a liberty print dress and sort of being perfect and pretty, uh, that they, I think they were embarrassed by me. Well, I mean, they, they made it very clear they were embarrassed by me. But how, were, were you really? No, uh, I wasn't fat at all. I was round. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I look at photos now and think, that's quite weird. Mm. I was, I'm not a fat kid. Mm. You know, you, um, but I'm, but I'm certainly not a stick insect. And my younger sister was very, very slim and had white blonde hair. She looked like a kind of, uh, you know, a sort of perfect. And what did your mother look like? She was very statuesque, actually. She, I think the real problem was they'd both been fat as young people and they were, they thought, they'd both been plumper mm -hmm. and now they were sort of smart winners. Uh, except for the joke was like, like anybody who wants to be a winner, they weren't a, a winner in that sense. Their marriage was falling apart. You know, they weren't conventional in that way. Uh, I think they just thought, don't, um, oh, that's right. They were they were both Scottish, and they were absolutely tied into if you're fat, it must be because you're greedy, and greediness is vulgar. a sin and vulgar, mm -hmm. and shows um, that you have avarice. So and no control. Yeah, all those things mm -hmm. that I mean, absolutely, is not in the mm -hmm. Calvinist handbook. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, being hungry. I mean, I remember saying when I was about six, I'm hungry, and my mother said it's good for you. Did she? And it was before I knew about dieting. So I literally remember thinking, I, I don't understand how this feeling in my stomach can be good. How could it be good for you? Golly. Um, so there was all that. But did you rebel thing. by eating more? I mean, did you in the sense Well, there was that... no... That's Once my brothers were at boarding school and my mum was alone at home and dad had gone, yeah. um, when she said, how the fuck should I know, that was genuinely true. There would be days when there was no food. And so when there was food, what I started to do was I'd eat a whole loaf of bread. And because my mother, I realise now, was kind of slightly losing it, she'd go, I'm sure I'd bought a loaf of bread and I'd just stay quiet. And then she wouldn't believe, she wouldn't remember that she'd bought mm. it. So she'd go, that's really weird. I'm sure I had bread. So you literally were I eating would just, it like, eat while the whole it was there. Thing. Gosh. Well, because I was terrified yeah, there wouldn't yeah, be anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember thinking after a couple of slices, I don't want this, but I've got to eat it all. Stash it. Because I, I've got yeah. to stash it in my stomach because Gosh. then because there won't be any food later. God, that's tough. When it you became again. successful uh, using comedy and w the catchphrase, does my bum look big in this, what was your relationship like with your mother as an adult? Um, combative. Uh, combative and mainly aggressive. But I never stopped seeing her. I mean, we would have epic rows. And I remember saying to my dad, who remarried and was married to a wonderful woman and was much sort of calmer, well, not least of all because he was married to a wonderful woman who was doing everything for him, but he'd stopped having this very tempestuous relationship with my mother. I said to him, I, she's so unpleasant to me all the time. And he said, you've got to forget, you've got to remember that you've got to forget everything she's saying and just remember that for her, rowing is meat and drink. So, I mean, she would have had a round with you about your, the spelling of your last name with no problem at all. She'd have gone four rounds <laughs> on it. So, Claire with an E, and if your parents have spelled it without an E, there's something wrong with them because that's not well, right. Well, I made it up when I was 17, so she's probably no. correct. But she would absolutely do yeah. that. I mean, my friends loved her because she was fantastically good fun, unbelievably well-read. I mean, there was nothing she didn't know about anything. She was superbly intelligent, but she was just, you know, it was misdirected energy. Had she become a successful author or mm -hmm. whatever, then she wouldn't have had so much rage. But, you know, I, I say this in the show. You send women uh, of that generation to Oxford, 
but only Which so she that, did go. Yeah, yeah, but only so that they look nice in a cocktail dress and marry yeah. and marry well. Mm. Not so that they became doctors and diplomats. They mm. were just supposed to. She was probably very intellectually frustrated. Unbelievably so, and yeah. also clearly not cut out to be a mother anyway. No. Um, but did she have no pleasure from your success or what you did? Could she not intellectualise or talk to you about how things had gone? I think she was pleased a bit, but also a bit embarrassed. Because it's not like I was a successful... I didn't become Professor of Economics at Balliol. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was doing rubbishy comedy on television uh, that people like her didn't really watch anyway. I mean, and then she would go, isn't that Paul Whitehouse wonderful? I mean, he's a marvellous actor. Okay. Yeah, what, what about me? Oh, yes, but your bit's, a, your bit's a bit different. But, I mean, Paul is wonderful, isn't he? So every, it was always everybody else was better and, you know, and just... I think it's also a Calvinist thing of if you take pride in your children, then you look like you're showing off. Yeah. Yeah. So you must say to your children, well, that was all right, but it wasn't that good, was it? Mm. That was very Scottish. Have yeah. you sort of, in the fullness of time, forgiven her in any way? Somebody else asked me that the other day. Um, I think forgiveness is a probably religious word. I think that's the derivation of forgiveness. So, you know, do you forgive them their sins? So I wouldn't say I forgave her, but I certainly made it my business as she got older to fully understand how incredibly neglected she was as a child. She was given absolutely no template for love and affection, just none. It was all achievement and uh, beauty, right. well, be, achievement through beauty, achievement through intellect, mm. but not you are lovable in and of yourself. When Gosh. did she die? She died 10 years ago. The other reason I'm probably doing the show now. Do you think that now um, she would think that you were a fine-looking woman? No, she'd uh, go on about how fat I was. There's no question about that. She went on about how fat I was when I was pregnant with my first child. And I, I said, you, I can't believe. And she said, well, I mean, you know, you're, you know, you're pretty fat. And I was going back. We used to, I just used to go on her deathbed. <laughs> this is in the show. On her deathbed. She's in hospital. They've told her she's got a few weeks. We all know it's over. Uh, but because of what she had, which wasn't an illness, too boring to go into what it was, she was herself. Mm. There was She wasn't weakening or anything. Um, and uh, so I go in to visit her and I think, well, I'm going to be there for hours. So I take a few things from Pret, <laughs> and she doesn't want to eat. I've taken her some nice things. She doesn't want to eat them. And so I go, look, Mum, do you mind if I have my sandwich? She goes, no, 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 don't be ridiculous, darling. And I start to eat it and she goes, oh, my God. And it is a coronation <laughs> chicken sandwich. And uh, she says, have you any idea just how fattening mayonnaise <laughs> Sorry, is? it is funny. And it I literally funny. went, Mum, are we going to be doing how fat I am on your deathbed? And she said, oh, but mayonnaise, I mean, really, <laughs> why do you... And I just said, look, Mum, we're not doing... She's dying, I'm eating mayonnaise, and we both know which is worse. <laughs> This, uh, this uh, the show does sound great. It this, does. It sounds like so, there's Thank some you. proper adult uh, content in this, and I think that for, we're all daughters or mothers. Quite. Or, you, uh, everyone's got a mother. Yeah, everyone's got a mother. So I do think that uh, this is going to be uh, a very, very good Edinburgh Thank for you. Thank you. Well, you one want? thing, I'm on the assembly at 4pm from the Perfect 12th time. to the 25th. Yeah. And the only thing I want to say is, I do talk a bit about her childhood because this is not me slagging her off. It's me saying, 
this is what women of that mm. generation, they were told, get a man, keep a man, and part of how you do that is he's never in the wrong. You say, Sorry, can I just ask? Um, you say that, because I read in that article in The Guardian, you said that, that the show... Um, has lessons about parenthood and about being a woman. I think you wanted to. So what? What? What would those be? Well, I think um, you know, all three of us um, have had, you know, entirely different backgrounds to our parents because, of, well, so much was discussed. You know, after the feminist movement, even though we're hardly there yet, the idea that we should just grin and bear it, or you know, give our blow our, our husbands blow jobs just so that he wouldn't uh, misbehave. All that is at least, even if people are still doing that, it is out there. It's articulated that you don't have to do this or that you can have a child through IVF on your own or whatever. So, I mean, I don't go into it that deeply in the show, but I contextualise how different parenting was for her as a prospect uh, and how, you know, we've all had choices. And then I say, but the fact is, it is still really, really hard to find your own identity when people are going, you're the most embarrassing thing in the world. Don't wear that. You, you know, or in my case, because I do a bit of um, dancing in the show uh, as an example of how I've learned to embarrass my children, to pay them back. And they literally go, the first thing my daughter said, is, I, look, I said, look, I want you to know, I'm going to do a show about mothers and daughters. And she went, whatever you do, don't do the Drake dance. And I said, <laughs> well, enough, that's the pièce de résistance. <laughs> the closer. And she literally went, no, mum, please don't do it. And I said, I'm afraid I'm going to. Yeah. What's the Drake uh, dance? Well, well Drake it's just is Drake a is a, a rapper. Oh, and they love him. Bird. But of course, <laughs> but of course, he, you know, he's for their generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they're in my house, I hear it, and as it goes, I like it. So oh, I looked fantastic. him up and thought, I know what I'll do. I'll learn one of his dances. Excellent. Do you want and all the middle-aged women them. that come along to do the Drake dancing with you? They can do it afterwards. We're 4 p.m. We're at the assembly in Edinburgh, and we are 12th from to the 25th of 12th. August. Do you know what? If I'm there. I'm coming. Oh, please do. I just, it's right up my street. Mine too. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's two tickets sold. Yeah! No, I'm actually the first sold out uh, show on the fringe. Really? The whole run? No, the whole run. Come on. No, it starts with one and then that's it. Once you're up on that blackboard sold out, it just, it's a domino effect. Well done. Really nice. And now, of course, I've got my mother's voice in in my head going, oh, darling, really? Sold out. I mean, you're you're bound to disappoint them. I mean, oh, try and give them the money back. Um, try and give them the money back now. Tell them up front. Um, yes, so, yes, I've got that voice in my we head. We have to silence that voice now again, don't we? Well, we've just got to keep going. So that's you at the assembly room, sold out, uh, I should think, for the rest of the run, to be quite Not honest. Not sold out for the rest of the run, for you goodness sake. Oh, no, yes, I take that all back. Uh, loads of tickets left, apart from for the first night, is it the fourth Just the assault? right amount of tickets left. Okay. Uh, the, uh, enough to make me look amount. popular, but not too crazily low, like, get the likes of her. Not Beyonce, but somewhere, you know, I don't know, in between. Beyonce and... Uh, you've got Judith and I. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Arabella. Oh, I can't. Get my name right. Thank you very much, <laughs> Arabella. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.